YouTube is turning 16 this year and in honor of the sweet 16 and being around for such a long time now, we're going to be talking about the goods, the bads, and the ugly of YouTube on episode 90 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. Jessica Quaz is still uh, not with us. She's working on some things. But in the interim, uh, we have another great guest with us, a special guest, uh, Lauren Resnick. How are you doing, Lauren? Hi, I'm great. How are you, Brandon? Oh, you know, as, as good as we can be <laughs> with uh, yeah. 2020 coming to a close as we're recording this. Um, hopefully, uh, 2021 is much better. <laughs> I mean... I don't want to know what it's like if it's not, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, if not, I'm looking forward to 2022. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so we're going to be talking about YouTube. We're both longtime uh, YouTubers and uploaders. Uh, you know, I've been doing it since oof, like 2009-ish. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be talking all about the, the highs, the lows, different things we've tried and things like that. But uh, before we get started, uh, Lauren, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes. So uh, like Brandon said, my name is Lauren and I am a comedian, actress, and a YouTuber. I have a channel. It's called Lolo's World. I've had it since 2013. And um, throughout the years, it has been many different things. It's been a music channel, it's been a makeup channel, it's been a vlog channel. Um, so I'm really excited to be here today and I'm really excited to chat about YouTube. For sure, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like most people I meet, whether it's in YouTubing or comedy, we all wear many hats. <laughs> uh, we're Definitely. trying to get out there, yeah, and, and acting as well that you do. It's. Uh, that's kind of what I feel like you have to be nowadays when it comes to performing or creating stories in some way is you usually can't just do one thing. You have to have a presence, you know, maybe on YouTube, maybe on Instagram. Uh, if you do stuff live, uh, you know, you got to be everywhere. And <laughs> the one thing that uh, it's really crazy that YouTube is only 16 yet. It's like, oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm someone that I'm, you know, almost 29 that's been around for about half of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm just like, if YouTube is 16, then how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, do you remember what year it was when you uploaded your first YouTube video? Um, I feel like there were those years where like people were just putting random clips up of like, you know, like my day in class. Like they were vlogs before vlogs were a thing. Yeah. Um, but like my first like official, like as with the intent of like being a, a vlogger um, was probably in 2013. Gotcha. Yeah. So even you, know, it's it's getting closer to, to 10 years already. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, before we get too uh, too deep into YouTube, um, I always like to ask people, what are some things, you know, especially in lockdowns now, a lot of people are watching stuff, whether it's, uh, you know, TikTok or movies, you know, that they're shows that they're binging or YouTube. Uh, what are some things that you've been watching just lately that you, uh, you know, can't get off your screen? Oh, man. <sighs> So many things. I think there's nothing left on uh, Netflix that I haven't discovered. And um, I actually moved on to Amazon. Um, I'm very much someone who, who still lives in the 90s. Um, so I recently found the show Mad About You. Have you, have you heard of that show with Helen <laughs> I remembered from back in the yeah. day. It, I, I was not like super versed on that one, but uh, my parents were a fan of, you know, Helen Hunt and Paul Reisner. So Paul Reiser, yeah. uh, that that's on Amazon that you've been checking that yeah. out. Yeah, And apparently they have a revival. I'm watching it from the beginning, but apparently <laughs> they just recently did a revival. So when I get to those episodes, I'm excited to see uh, Paul Reiser actually went to the same college that I went to. Uh, shout out Binghamton University. And so I'm like a huge fan. Um, so I'm just kind of reliving that right now. Nice. I think that's one thing a lot of people have been doing is, you know, not just enjoying the new things coming out, but, you know, diving into the old stuff. Uh, one thing that I've been diving into, and it's going to be a future episode uh, here on the podcast is uh, I'm watching all of the Muppet movies in order. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow oh which my is gosh. yeah it's crazy the first one came out in 1979 uh and yeah the last one was only a handful of years ago so it's crazy uh to to just see the muppets go from you know like where cameras were in the the late 70s to you know now getting to stuff that was within the last 10 years it's uh yeah um and stuff that like you know i, I will we'll do a deep uh, we're going to be doing a panel episode of the podcast where I go real deep into that, uh, how, how it changed over the years, the different places they've gone. But yeah, it's uh, certainly a time where there's not as much new stuff dropping. So it, it feels nice to dive into stuff that, you know, maybe like you said, like we grew up with in the 80s or 90s. Definitely. Have you heard on YouTube of a channel called Defunct Land? I have not. I, th I recently found it. I think you would like it. They go over the entire history of the Muppets. So I can, nice. I'll send you the link to that after. Please do. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll have to check that out for sure. But uh, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned something a little bit ago when you were first uh, bringing up YouTube is like, yeah, it feels like everyone used to just kind of post like, I don't know, silly videos, you know, cat videos or little vlogs. Everyone was just posting something. Um, but it's really strange to think where it grew to because uh, a lot of people don't know this, but like after Google, it's like the second most <laughs> used search engine. You know, it's everyone is either Googling or YouTubing, which obviously YouTube is owned by Google. So um, it, it's definitely being around in the zeitgeist so much that YouTube is just a verb. It's like, ah, YouTube it. Uh, you know, I'm sure definitely. there's a, I'm sure there's a YouTube tutorial on it. Like it's just <laughs> this. Right. <laughs> uh, unprecedented thing that um, even though there are plenty of other sites that have videos like it, like I know some people were into daily motion, um, but like YouTube has just been like the place that um, started with just the most ridiculous videos that were not high definition at all. Quality was not great. And the like 
you know, mid to late 2000s when uh, I came across it. Um, yeah, it's it's just crazy to see where it's become. And now I think that, you know, with Instagram stories and like Vine had a little run and TikTok, it's, there are so many other places to just find other forms of video content, but like YouTube is, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy really. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 I know a lot of people have kind of had a long journey with it. You've been, you doing it, uh, you know, almost 10 years now, like we were talking about, I'd love to, you know, talk about, uh, where you kind of started, you know, you mentioned a vlog, um, where you started with YouTube, uh, like maybe with your channel, what you're doing now, or kind of different phases you've gone through. Uh, like, where did it start? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it started uh, my senior year of college, uh, which is throwing it back to 2012, 2013. And my last semester, um, I had a series of mental breakdowns. Um, you know, I think that that's something that mental health is definitely something that's like very tried and true to me. Um, and since 2013, I've learned a lot of things. But back then, I just had all of these panic attacks that I didn't know what they were, and ended up just locking myself in my bedroom, or my dorm room and uh, watching YouTube videos and finding all these channels. And I think that was right when it started to be a thing where you can make like a lot of money off of ads. And it's something that I wanted to do, um, not even for like the fame, the money, anything like that. It just, I felt this like connection in this really dark time in my life where they're more, YouTubers are more attainable than celebrities. Like you know, you can obsess over a celebrity, but they're not really someone that you know on a personal level. It's more superficial. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in my room just kind of relating to all of these people. And they made me feel like I was one of their friends and I could do what they're doing. And it just kind of sparked something in my head. Um, I watched a video by Jacqueline Hill, which, you know, she's, I guess, like there's people with a lot of opinions on her but like now, but back then she was just this like anxious girl in her apartment playing with makeup. And I loved that. And um, so I wanted to do that. And so I did, I, I started my channel um, as a makeup channel and I actually had three channels. <laughs> I feel like everyone has had multiple channels. <laughs> Don't you worry. Like, yeah, anyone who says they've had just one, it's just like, let me know when you get the, the like the third or fourth. <laughs> right, right. And I don't even know why that is. I guess, like with the algorithm, it didn't make sense to have multiple channels anymore. But I guess in the beginning, it was like people wanted to separate the different things that they were into by like channel. Um, it's, it's kind of crazy how things evolved. But yeah, I had one channel where I was uploading music videos um, that I've since deleted. I had another channel that was my vlog channel um, that is still up, but I actually put my vlogs on the same channel that I put everything else on. And then I had uh, the same channel that I have now that I think the URL is still Makeup by Lolo One, but I changed the channel name to Makeup uh, to Lolo's World because I don't want it to be a makeup just a makeup channel anymore. Um, so that's where I upload all of my content right now. Um, there's a little smatter 
splatter of everything on there. And yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's been a trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one thing you touched on that I, I think was so true, especially for, you know, uh, myself personally, when I first was getting into YouTube as well was it felt attainable. And it felt like you said, like I saw people that were similar aged uh, with similar interests doing it. And um, one channel that uh, I've talked about on this podcast, and I've actually had kind of like the two co-founding members of their channel uh, as guests over the years. And that was a channel called Evil Iguana Productions, where uh, they made movie trailer spoofs, and they just did like comedy mockumentary web shows and sketches and such. And it the the reason why like it hit me so hard was like I grew up in uh, suburbs of Chicago, about an hour west, and where they were filming, I'm like, hey, that's Chicago. Hey, that's you know, I think a place I've been to. And like they were also from a different suburb of Chicago, and they were only like. I think a few years older than me, a handful of years older. Like they weren't, they were in the same general age range. Uh, and I was like, oh, like, and they're getting millions of views. Like they're getting a following and now like they have fans and like, that's crazy. Um, and I didn't necessarily start doing it to get fans, but it, it made me realize that it's like, well, I believe I have some like, comedic ideas, some things to say. So maybe if I get a group of people and start making videos, like maybe um, I can start actually getting people to watch things and grow a little following to where hopefully, you know, that'll help give feedback and uh, can just entertain people. Um, I also went through kind of like different phases of different channels where like maybe with this group of friends, we had a channel and then like this group, you know, go to college. And then like, we have this channel over here. It kind of more fell over the place before like uh, middle of college when, you know, I created entertainment buffet and was like, well, this is where me and these people who want to start making content are going to put these sketches. And it's just like, continued to evolve over the years but yeah that the, the beginning it was all about like hey i think i have some funny ideas i want to get into writing and producing um well here's a place that i could just throw stuff for free and if like it takes off maybe i can make money <laughs> from it which seemed insane because the, some people that make money from it like don't even mean to they just kind of throw it on there for people to see and then they get an audience and a following yeah, definitely. I feel like YouTube is the type of thing that used to happen so organically. Um, and I just want to touch on what you said about how you were making channels with like different groups of friends. I think that's so awesome. I think I was the total opposite where like I did this to meet friends because the friends that I had were not interested. Like they probably watched like the occasional YouTube video that was like viral, but like everything else was just dumb and it wasn't you know, their idea of what they wanted to do. Um, and up until meeting you, like up until now, like I haven't really fraternized with any other YouTubers, which this was like the whole plan was like, I wanted to make friends because it really did look like, you know, everyone on YouTube was like the best of friends, which I don't know if that's necessarily like what the case was, but <laughs> it, yeah, it just, it made me feel like a sense of like belonging and that's kind of what I was searching for so I think that's awesome that you and your friends were able to collaborate on things from like the earliest 
part of your YouTube career. Yeah, and it, it definitely morphed around because, uh, you know, one thing that I've I, I've kind of ranted or like told people about it who like maybe haven't endured putting things on YouTube for so long is that it can be very, uh, it can burn you out. You know, whether you do have a following or not, that's the thing is like, I know, and I've seen various YouTubers who have been doing it for the last 10 years or so who have walked away because they have just felt burnt out and they're moving on to different things in their lives. And they're like, you know, I just, this is, this is a big undertaking that has taken up a huge part of my life and I'm grateful for it, but I got to move on. And uh, I think that's a great thing to do when you have an audience and you've had like opportunities, but then when you have channels that haven't necessarily taken off, uh, it, it, it's almost like a, you know, people say in comedy uh, that like when you get a laugh on stage, it's kind of like a drug. And I feel like YouTube's the same thing where like maybe this video gets some more views and maybe, uh, you, you know, you think, oh, well, if I do this, it'll be a little bit better. And then like, you just keep pushing, keep pushing and you're, you're like chasing, getting an audience, having that one video go viral. And um, I think that it's, uh, it can burn people out both when you have an audience and when you don't. And I've had various friends who they were interested in for a little bit. And then after we didn't gain any followers and people weren't really watching, they're like, well, why are we doing this? And, you know, I was someone that like, even though I grew frustrated myself that things weren't being watched, I still use it as a learning experience. It's like, all right, well, this one, we learned this, or this one, we learned this, but you know, some people just want to move on. And, uh, the funny thing is, uh, I did YouTube very consistently with, uh, entertainment buffet and other channels from 2009 until 2016, 2017, I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna stop making this one of my main focuses. Uh, I got uh, working on my first play production. I produced a play that I wrote and then doing more stand-up. And so I was like the last few years getting really addicted to live audience reaction. And ironically, soon as I step away from YouTube is when an old video randomly blows up for kind of a hilarious reason um which Isn't i'm not sure how if, it goes <laughs> right yeah. and, and then like lockdowns happen and live shows stop like in person and they move to zoom and it's almost like youtube was just like hey you know how you like w walked away we're like we're gonna rope you back in because like we had an old video of yours blow up and like now entertainment buffet has like some subscribers it's like oh uh, okay well just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> that's awesome though. Yeah, that's, um, I was actually gonna ask about, about this channel. I think that we spoke a little bit when we were messaging about this, but I think I saw you in a Facebook group post about needing people for like a collaborative channel and I had messaged you and uh, you know, ended up submitting a video and I just thought it was the coolest idea. And then when I was like, the first thing that I do when I go on anyone's channel, I feel like 
as someone that's been on YouTube for so long, like the first thing that I do whenever I discover anyone is I go to their videos and I click the, the sort button and I go to their oldest video and I have to like <laughs> see how long they've been on. Oh boy. What kind of con yeah. Uh, what their thumbnails looked like, like 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> so I, I saw, I'm like, wow, like, okay. So this looks like it's just like kind of one person. And then it kind of evolved into like, Different. It looked like it was mostly like uh, podcasts. I saw a few like skits, like some, a lot of uh, different things on there. And I was like, oh, okay. Like at first I'm like, oh man, like who is this person? Like just trying to like take advantage of a pandemic and like start something that I'm like, oh no, like he's been on here for a while. Like maybe I should consider this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Entertainment Buffet has taken many forms over the years, especially like the YouTube, uh, like you said, where you talked, uh, you juggled uh, going from vlogs to music videos, makeup videos and such. It's like, I've, I've kind of with Entertainment Buffet, both alone and with various people jumped around as well. Um, so I think that's a very normal thing that people do is like you try to find like what works and um yeah during college especially i went to columbia college in chicago where um i was surrounded by actors and other filmmakers i was a film major and so uh getting a crew and a cast together to make sketches or to make web shows was a little easier. And then as you get older and, you know, you kind of start needing a budget to pay people is a little harder, you know, uh, those became a little bit more scarce. And then that's where I was like, you know what? I love giving my opinions on movies and shows. And so I did the, so I saw a show where I started reviewing things. Then after a while, I was like, you know what? I think I'm just doing these to do them. And, you know, I, I kind of got burnt out on that. And then eventually starting the podcast and then that kind of morphing to things over the years, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a channel that has kind of been many things over the years, but it was always kind of like a place uh, that I could throw content. And my main thing that I always wanted to do was I wanted to work with different people. I wanted to work with other actors and other writers and creators. And, you know, sometimes it's been many people, sometimes it's been a few, it's morphed over the years. And then um, over the last couple of years, uh, it eventually turned into some, you know, an actual production company on the side. And, uh, and then, like I said, a produ uh, we produced some plays and we produced some live comedy shows until COVID hit. And then it, it made sense to like, well, um, all of a sudden we have, we were given the opportunity for ads. And so, um, we looked at it as a way to try to share um, that with people because it's not that, I guess uh, it's not that like, I don't think I'll ever try Zoom things, but I was like, you know, here's this thing, YouTube, it's, that's been around for so long that I've been on and off with and I see other people doing YouTube videos. I see other people posting videos on Instagram and Facebook. It's like, well, maybe instead of competing, like let's share, <laughs> you know, the Definitely. fact that that we have a random following um, that came for a silly reason, you know, uh, for our one pizza delivery sketch we made years ago. And uh, yeah, it's, um, and then that's where, I, I don't know how much you've learned about like ads and 
uh, analytics or like if you look on your channels, like analytics that YouTube gives you, but it's like, I've fallen down some rabbit holes learning about all the YouTube logistics. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I do. I do check my analytics from time to time. Um, the thing is, is like you said, that whole like burnout thing, like I start getting really obsessive and then I'm like, oh, well, I have to post more on Instagram to like, you know, advertise for my video and I have to do this and that. And then also it came to a point where the content that I liked making was not the content that people liked to watch. And I didn't really like, I do this more as a hobby and for release more than anything. And I do this so that people can know the authentic me and, you know, like I said, like friendships can flourish, stuff like that. So to put on almost like a facade and, and only put certain content because it does well, like that was more emotionally draining to me than to just see like the down arrows all over my, my analytics. <laughs> um, so I just kind of made a choice probably like two or three years ago where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to force myself to post more than I want to post. And I'm not going to force myself to post the content that I don't enjoy making. And that's kind of where I'm at right now with my channel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you had a good point there where it's like sometimes because you're almost chasing to get more views and more attention that like you start, you're like, well, I don't even really want to do these videos anymore. Or at least I don't want to do videos on this. I like the whole point is like to have fun and have a creative outlet. Um, but that's where, you know, you can maybe start watching YouTube videos to learn what works for other channels. And then you're like, well, I kind of agree with that. Want to do that. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's just so interesting because I think that YouTube is such a great place for people to have the ability to be seen and found and like the most random, uh, you know, content can get a following and get an audience and get fans and all these things um, that they never would have gotten that like, you know, they may never be in a movie or on a TV show or whatever and get like <laughs> a fan Definitely. Date. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the, some of the people that go viral, I mean, I, we should like play a game where we just like pick a bunch of random people out of a hat and like guess what they would be doing now if their video <laughs> didn't do well. Right? Yeah. They just, uh, I think much like how like memes get started, you know, it's like they just, the most random thing can happen and um i'll say uh so it wasn't on entertainment buffet channel uh in entertainment buffet's channel but uh a different group of friends we had a channel in high school it was like end of high school uh before i went to college um uh, we had one video that like kind of blew up a little bit that got like 50 some thousand views it, it could be more by now but at the time um it was a very random reason why it blew up was we made a movie trailer spoof. Basically if the old nursery rhyme, Jack and Jill was made into like a thr thriller horror movie um, that like a, a detective is trying to fill out why Jack and Jill fell down the hill. And it's like a silly little thing clearly made by high schoolers with not the best cameras. Um, <laughs> 
and it's just called Jack and Jill movie trailer. And then two years later, Adam Sandler makes a movie called Jack and Jill and people are searching uh... for that trailer and they're finding ours. And so it just gets all, the view, all these views because people are looking for it. They're like, this isn't the Adam Sandler thing. I was like, look at this was made two years ago. Like, do you... <laughs> that's awesome though. <laughs> it was so random, but like, that's, that's all that could really happen on YouTube is people can do purposeful clickbaity stuff. You could upload something and it not be found for years. Um, it's, it's can be utterly random, even though you can do your very best to research and try to build a strategy and like you want to build a brand or a voice or whatever it may be. And then it can just be something, a total fluke. And then now you have a million views. It's like, Oh, oh what? <laughs> so, you know, you've mentioned that your channel's kind of um, gone through different phases. Um, when you would do those phases or like when you would move from like maybe one thing to another, um, were you getting like burnt out about those things or you just were so interested in the new things or like talk to me about like going through the different phases because like I feel like every channel like myself has had this where we maybe have this niche and then this niche and we kind of jump around. Yeah um, you know I really wanted to be that person that made videos in high school um, and I was a theater kid and I feel like you know maybe my friends would have gone for it, but I never really thought to do it until college. And then I never had the balls to do it until after college. So I just kind of did it, you know, just as like an emotional thing at first. And then I started getting into it and getting obsessive. And um, I realized the beauty content was really, I mean, like 2014, 15, 16, that were like the years for beauty content and yep. then <laughs> everything got like a little bit too dramatic and like spill the tea ish you know and um i kind of took a step back but um yeah it was very very trendy and it was everywhere and it became so oversaturated and i don't think that i was confident enough in my abilities uh, I'm a licensed esthetician, but I'm not a makeup artist. So I wasn't like people, I mean, you see these men and women doing these gorgeous looks or like these like special effects things that look so real. It's, it's crazy. Like there's so much talent and I just kind of felt like a fraud. First of all, I was just like, who, <laughs> you know, who am I to be doing this? Um, but also, I mean, you know, like we're talking about just because things are so oversaturated. I'm just like, no one's ever going to find my channel. Um, but it was doing well for a while and then it wasn't. Um, and then I kind of stopped for a little bit. I got burnt out. Um, and then uh, a friend had told me, it was actually someone that I was dating at the time. He's like, you know, you don't make YouTube videos anymore. You seem really happy when you're doing that. Like, why don't you do that again? And I thought to myself, huh, like, I guess so like, let me start doing it again. And I've been doing it ever since then. But when I went back, um, I'm, I was pretty much just like, I'm not just going to make the content that, you know, I think will do well. Also, I'm just not a dramatic person. I feel like if I was more like that, maybe I could 
get more views on my videos. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of introverted and, you know, I've reached out to some people to do like different collaborative things in the past that like never came to fruition. So because I was just, I just didn't trust people, I guess, especially in the beauty community. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It was, it's been a, a kind of a, a ride, but I feel like now that I'm getting into the, the comedy realm, people are so much, dare I say, like open, nicer, like welcoming, like ready, like creative, <laughs> um, not to talk bad about anyone, like in the beauty community. Like I said, like, you know, I didn't really associate with many other people in there, but I just feel like, you know, like I've only been in the comedy realm with my videos, with, you know, stand-up comedy, with whatever, for a short time. And since then, I've made so many connections and people have been so kind and so nice and so informative. So I have to say, like, I think where I'm going, like whether my channel grows or not, like, I feel like I'm in a good space. So nice yeah and and you brought up a key thing and because yeah i i do remember that because uh, uh the the beauty craze like around 2014 2015 ish because uh, i was dating someone at the time that all of a sudden was talking about like these different channels she was watching for makeup content and then like i had various friends talk about maybe they wanted to do makeup content and as someone who mainly used youtube at the time for like comedy or movie trailers or like entertainment pop culture uh related things i never and obviously someone who doesn't wear makeup i was like oh okay there's like an audience for this and then like i started hearing about it from so many people and i was like oh this is an entire realm that i didn't know about this and it only makes sense that like you said because it became so trendy that uh, probably everyone you know, decided to put together a channel and whether, uh, you know, some were good or not, it's just like, it's going to be so difficult to find those channels. Uh, and I feel like the same thing happened um, and still happens with uh, sketch comedy on YouTube or web shows, like what, uh, around like the early uh, I'd say the late 2000s to like early 2010s and ever since then, like so many people are doing web shows and like usually yeah. just, uh, you know, whether it's comedy or dramas or whatever it may be, like usually comedy, um, it becomes so oversaturated that it's like, man, how many people do I know that have a web show? <laughs> right. Uh, it's like everyone has tried a web show or I know at least a handful of people that, you know, have a makeup thing or people that uh, even like what I did, like, oh, I know someone else that reviews movies. And it's just everyone, I feel like you um, went rushing to YouTube because, you know, the, uh, the idea that either they could make money, they could be famous, it could be a creative outlet for them. And then... Well, it's like, oh, well, we all had that idea and <laughs> now we're all here, but now we're not all watching each other's things because like we're all making the things. It's <laughs> right, uh, right. And like, remember when being an influencer was like a bad thing or even before the word influencer existed, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that was never really, it was just like a, you know, maybe a YouTube personality or like a YouTube or a web celebrity, you know, like all these different terms. But then all of a sudden, yeah, started hearing like influencer. And then, yeah, people, it's like, oh, they're famous from Instagram. I'm like, wait, what? They're f <laughs> famous just from Instagram? <laughs> 
I don't know how they do that. I need to figure that out because to get <laughs> thousands of dollars for one picture, that yeah. sounds like a career that I would like to learn to navigate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you also mentioned that you did uh, like vlog and music video related things. You want to talk about like what it was like in those realms versus, you know, um, your time doing makeup videos. Yeah, I don't think that people care about my life as much as I do. <laughs> but I'm learning to accept the fact that I'm a narcissist. Um, also, I like to have something, this is going to get like kind of morbid, but um, my, my biological father actually passed away when I was young, I was two years old. And I think to myself, I'm just like, if only YouTube was a thing and he had a channel and there were like all of these videos, like I want something that, I mean, I mean, obviously I hope that I'm alive to see my children grow up, but like, I want something that they can watch and like, just like learn who I am. So I kind of make it now with like that intent. I don't know, ever since I turned 30, that's just where my mind is. But um, <laughs> yeah i kind of make it with that intent like and it's helped me to relax and really show my personality more i think i i did a little bit of vlogging within the last year or so i decided to kind of do a bit of an experiment on the mm -hmm. channel um where i wanted to see if i uploaded a video every day you know like would that help or hurt my numbers and um at first I was like, I bought a, a writing prompt book that said 300 more writing prompts. And I'm like, well, I'll just do one prompt a day for 300 days. And then when I was getting close to a hundred, I was like, I'm not going to do this for 300 days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing a hundred videos. I was like, I think that's a good place to stop. And then I'll look at the experiment. But, uh, you know, some of the writing prompts would ask very personal questions and I'm like do I want to like put this on YouTube and I'm like yeah why not you know like it's yeah. uh, I perform stand-up comedy like I don't think I'm saying anything that I'm necessarily going to be mad at myself later for saying um and if I do like well I can take it down you know right <laughs> um but uh it's it's something that I've I've seen on certain channels like uh I um, you know, I recently came across, uh, it was actually a person who uh, was a meme, uh, and then they grew a YouTube channel, and then did that for years, like the last like 10 years or something. And then, uh, like I talked about earlier, they got kind of burnt out. And they're like, you know what, uh, I need to step away from my mental health. And they got very personal. And like, I just, I was like, sitting there, like, uh, on my break at work, like nearly crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, because she's just like bearing her soul. And it's like, yeah, some people, you know, I think can relate to that kind of content. And that's why they either pursue it or they do it themselves because, you know, it is relatable. It definitely is. I think that almost everyone I follow, with the exception of maybe a few, um, I've had some sort of connection with. Like I can tell you something that I have in common with them. And, and that's kind of what I look for when I'm looking for content to watch. And like that's the mindset of what I think other people are looking for. 
uh, when they're looking for content. Um, so that's kind of why I feel like it's just really important to be like your true authentic self as much as possible and um, just get, cause there's, there's something for someone like out there, like for everyone, you know, there's like, there's so much different type of content and there's so many different types of people um, that I feel like it's impossible to, to not be able to find anything or anyone that you connect with on this, on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think like you said, there, there are just so like, there's every realm of everything that you can find on YouTube. Um, and it's something that uh, the way I look at it, especially like we were talking about like vlogs and things, um, you know, I have gone back sometimes and removed older videos, but sometimes, you know, what I think about uh, with social media uh, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or YouTube is it's like almost like our generation's uh, photo albums, you know, our generation's yeah. VHS tapes. Uh, you know, I, I remember my mom or dad throwing on like old family videos from like when me and my brother were, you know, uh, five years old or like babies. And it's like, that's not quite like a thing anymore. Like people post that on social media and then they can go back and look, you know, um, like, oh, look, my baby nephew, like, look, he wa walked for the first time and we posted it. Or like, here's this stupid sketch that I made in college. And now it's, you know, however many years later, it's, uh, they're like time capsules. And so they are. I think that's why I often find myself keeping things on YouTube in various forms, because you know, I, I highly doubt that I'm going to be like some famous person that they're going to like searching through YouTube, be like, oh my God, did you see this thing he posted in 2010? Uh, <laughs> and so it's like, you know what? I'm me or people that know me may be the only ones watching these. And like, I kind of like that I can find, you know, like, oh my gosh, look how young I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friends were. <laughs> do you, do you do that? Do you go through old videos and just kind of watch? Yeah, I've I've done that every now and then. I may have like a nostalgia thing where I think about, you know, college or think about old projects or like one I haven't thought about in years and like, oh yeah, that. And uh, just going back and like watching, uh, just thinking about, you know, the experience uh, it was filming these various things, whether it they were web shows or you know sketches or like even old stand-up videos that like maybe aren't necessarily public but I threw on a YouTube and have it like unlisted um I I, I often use like things like that like as yeah like like a photo album or like a video album where I could just like go back and look at things from you know at this point you know 10-15 years ago <laughs> wow yeah yeah, and I do like it's it's so more attainable than looking through a photo album. So I really, I mean, I think things have definitely gotten more digital, like with photos and everything everywhere in general. But um, it is nice. I definitely do that too from time to time. I'll like look back and like see like my college graduation or like something like that, and um, it is nice and like reassuring to see that like I have that there. Yeah, for sure. So we've kind of talked about as far as like creating stuff, the various like, you know, ebbs and flows that we've had, um, the type of content. Um, but one thing that's, uh, I has definitely changed for myself uh, and I'm sure it has for many people is like my viewing habits on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'd love to hear about like 
what did you used to go to YouTube for? And then like over the years, you know, like sort of like when like the, the, maybe the beauty phase happened, things like that. What were like different channels or just types of things you noticed yourself watching specifically on YouTube versus other places? Yeah, it's actually crazy. So I was one of the last people in my school to have a computer. Um, it was two I'm not going to say the year. I was, <laughs> I was like 12, 13 years old though. Um, and my, during a PTA conference, like one of my teachers actually told my dad, like, Hey, I think, I think, I think you need to get a, uh, a computer because I've been assigning a lot of homework on the computer. My dad's really old fashioned. So he, he was against it for like the longest time. So even once I got a computer, YouTube wasn't super attainable to me for a really long time. It was actually something that would have to like sneak over to my best friend's house and <laughs> use her computer. And that's where I made my MySpace, like all of that. Oh um, boy, the MySpace days. <laughs> the MySpace days. Oh man, I wish I could still access my MySpace account. There's probably so much great quality, cringe-worthy content on there. <laughs> uh, but um, we would we would watch, you know, some like viral things. I feel like there were a few channels like uh, as I went through high school. So like Kingsley, Jenna Marble, Shane Dawson, that type of thing where like I was just kind of subscribed to, you know, maybe like four or five channels. And then once I really started getting into it, once I had a laptop and I was away at college, um, it just became this like everyday thing where I had like, I don't even know how many people I was subscribed to, but let's say like 25, 30 plus people. And I mm -hmm. would make a point to watch like all of their videos, like wow. every single day. Like I was a devoted viewer. And I think that's what happened with this platform is that a lot of fans became content creators. Yeah, I mean, that's what I did. I became a content creator. And then I did realize, like, as I was kind of producing my own content, I was either slightly less interested in other people's content or I didn't have as much time to watch other people's content. Sure. Um, so yeah. I heard a few people you mentioned. You mentioned Jenna Marbles. I remember that one from back in the day. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what Were a lot of these comedy or vlog style um channels or what were the what were the like different genres and things like that yeah so definitely comedy definitely for like entertainment comedy that type of thing um and you know it's the type of thing that we would like quote like lines from the videos like you know with your friends and stuff like that um mm -hmm. and then i think like the when i was like subscribed to like 30 plus people that was like when i got into the beauty thing like the beauty thing just sucks you in. You're just like, <laughs> so um, that's kind of, so it was kind of comedy. Um, and then it kind of morphed into beauty. And now I feel like it's like a mixed bag, um, but I feel like it's veering a little bit more towards comedy again, only because or even like lifestyle. I feel like lifestyle wasn't a thing like when YouTube first started, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like lifestyle is just like a whole separate thing from beauty and 
Um, it's just very, I mean, lifestyle vlog, that type of thing yeah. is just the, the type of thing where like it kind of brings you back a little bit towards like the, the older days of YouTube, which I like, where it's like people like talking to a camera because I feel like a lot of the the beauty content has become very orchestrated where you know I mean most people have like lights camera mics all that I mean I'm talking with a ring light staring in my face but like <laughs> it's just like vlogs like the lighting doesn't have to be perfect like you know the camera doesn't have to be perfect like you just most people record it on their phones nowadays so I feel like that's kind of the thing that I'm I'm kind of watching the most. Mm. Um, and I, I, I've also, instead of, like, if I'm subscribed to someone, I don't watch all of their content. I just watch the, the titles that are attractive to me. Whereas before, I was like, well, if I'm a devoted fan, I have to watch all of their content and I have to give them the AdSense and all of that. So I watch the ad, the people I like, I would watch the ad the full way through, all of that. Wow. Devoted fan. Yeah, no, that's, it's funny you say that because I feel like I was the same way where like, if I subscribe to you, you know, like I would click that subscriptions button and I would specifically watch, you know, most of the things I subscribe to for a long, long time, especially in college, um, uh, throughout college and like maybe a little bit after. And then, you know, as you <laughs> become an adult and you're getting, you have a full-time job and like maybe your other hobbies or friends, relationships, whatever it may be, you start having less and less time. Uh, and maybe you're also watching something on Netflix or you're uh, listening to a podcast or whatever it may be. So uh, I definitely found myself not really hitting the subscriptions button anymore or going through and actually unsubscribing from people, mm -hmm. not necessarily because I didn't like their content anymore, but just because, uh, you know, I, I realized that I, I think I also started noticing YouTubers, some of their content were, was getting longer, which then years later when I got my own ads, I realized it's like, oh, it's because YouTube kind of changed like some things. And like now when a video's over eight minutes, like you can choose where the ads go. You can choose how many ads and I have a little bit more flexibility and you can earn more money that way. And so people who used to maybe make five to 10 minute videos, all of a sudden we're making 30 to 45 minute long videos. And sometimes I'll sit and I'll watch most of, or I'll skim it, but like, I don't necessarily always want to sit there and do that. So like, I'll just stick to the shorter ones. Or I'll stick to, like you said, like maybe I subscribe to them, but I really only watch the content that I think I'll like, you know, mm -hmm. from what they make. But I was like yourself, I was a diehard, like watch everything they make <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like, I really want to see what they're talking about or what they're doing next. And now I just don't have that time. And so I find myself sometimes just going on the homepage and seeing what YouTube recommends me, you know, see what, um, you know, what's this one thing I watched that now it's going to suggest this and then, you know, go down the YouTube rabbit hole, which, you know, that's something we haven't even talked about yet either is like, yeah, even 15 so years later, still fall down YouTube rabbit holes. <laughs> oh, all the time. Definitely. I mean, I think I would, two nights ago, I was like up until four in the morning. I, 
you don't even want to know. Like the rabbit hole leads me to the weirdest places. I landed on a video where this woman was talking about how to sell pictures of her feet for profit and how the viewer can do it too. I was considering it. I'm not going to lie. Like it sounded really lucrative. So Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and that's another thing too, is like, I find it so funny that with especially people's attention spans, we would rather watch like 21 minute videos than like one that's just 20 minutes long (laughs) but even though it's like the same amount or even longer sometimes we'd rather do that or like the fact that like some people are like yeah a 15 minute video i don't think so but am i gonna binge three hours on netflix yes i am and i'm like well what's the (laughs) because netflix doesn't advertise like the time i mean it does but like you can like it's not like in the front of the episode when you're clicking on it. I guess I don't think it is. So I, I feel like it's easier to get like sucked into a hole. Mm-hmm. Whereas True. like if you don't know this person from Adam and you just see like a video um, and it says like 17 minutes, you're just like, I don't know if I can commit to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a commitment. It's like, I, I yeah. don't know if I can commit to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I think, yeah, viewing habits change. Um and uh, it's something that I think I'm going to talk about on a future episode, but I think it's YouTube and constant, uh, especially com- comedy content, I just on our phone, you know, all day, every day from Instagram to those who are on TikTok to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the different social medias. Um, I think that it's had an adverse effect on just like, movies uh just making comedy movies because Mm -hmm. people don't want to pay to go see those at the theater they're like well i'm just watching comedy like on the toilet all day at work you know like (laughs) it's like or i'm just in between calls and i'm watching comedy videos or i'm over here and you know someone sent me this link and i watch that and so people are just taking in content constantly especially like listening to podcasts, you know, people driving, like they'll listen to podcasts um, too. It's just, uh, it's not that like, I, I think we're, we're getting so much content from so many different ways that it's just like, it's interesting to see how some people will consume it this way, but not this way or more this way and less this way. It's, it's just YouTube, has changed from a place where we used to mainly go for comedy stuff um, or mainly went for this. And then now what I've also noticed a growth in is tutorials of various things. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. a place where people can go and learn things. Uh, Fitness, you know, when it comes to exercise, you know, oh, I want to do a 15 minute yoga thing or, um, I knew when like YouTube really became a thing, um, like obviously I enjoyed it, but that it crossed a certain threshold was when years ago, the first time my dad said, oh, I was trying to fix something on the on the fridge and I looked it up on YouTube and I found how to fix it. And someone, uh, some guy showed me how to fix it. I'm like, oh my God, my dad's using YouTube? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is like, he is like, you said your dad was old fashioned. Mine can be old fashioned too. And I'm like, what? Like- <laughs> This is, this isn't just for kids anymore. (laughs) It isn't. It's become such a mainstream thing. And 
I mean, yeah, like I remember when I was a kid, like if I had a question, like it would be like, oh, go, go look it up in the dictionary. And now it's like, go look it up on YouTube. Like you can really learn everything and anything from YouTube. I definitely utilize that all the time. Whenever I'm building anything, whenever I have any questions about anything, I either like, I think you mentioned it earlier in the episode, but Google it or go to YouTube. Um, and it's just so much more informative. But like, I also feel like, am I being lazy by not putting in the effort to look it up? <laughs> like, it's like a good and bad thing. So I, I go back and forth, but then I just, I go back to YouTube every time. So. Well, I think one thing that it, it, it uh, especially when it comes to tutorials and, and learning things, it comes back to is, you know, I remember when we learned it as kids that it's like some people want to see it written on the board. Some people want to be told it. Some people want to be shown it like maybe in front of them. And like uh, it, it, we all learn in different ways that I mm -hmm. think YouTube has become a way. And that's why like Google probably snatched them up when they did was, you know, people went from look it up in a dictionary or the book to look it up on Google. And then some people are like, oh, well, I don't want to sift through these things and I don't want to read these things. And like, uh, like read, uh, I don't even want to yeah. do that. So like now they just pull up a video and someone tells them and someone right. shows them and it can be various forms of learning. I mean, now what's happened with the pandemic is classes through zoom. <laughs> That's, still so insane to me. I don't know what I would be doing if I was in school right now. I mean, I've done so many things on Zoom this year that I never even knew what Zoom was this time last year. So it's- Oh, I don't think anyone knew what Zoom was this time last year. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's the, uh, the fact that like, it's not just a place for vlogs. It's a place that you can get fitness, uh, beauty advice, lifestyle things. Uh, you know, I, I look up movie trailers when a new trailer drops, like, um, because let's be honest, even pre COVID, a lot of us were going to the movies less. And like yeah. when we were younger, maybe we went to movies more and like the trailer or TV commercials were how we knew when new movies were coming. Well, now it's just uh, a YouTube video uh, that's either dropping if you follow a channel like that, or it's dropping on social media and it links you to YouTube. Um, that's how they get, you know, marketing campaigns now uh, for movies and television shows. Uh, it's just so many things. And I think that um, while there are people that, you know, defer to TikTok and Instagram stories for like shorter content, like YouTube is always around for like all realms of it, when it whether it's shorter stuff or like, oh, I'm going to watch this like video on how to put together this thing or how to hang a shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I lost the instructions to like a piece of furniture when I was moving and I'm like, I wonder if I put the exact like model type in, if it, there'd be a video on it. And there was. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's, uh, was it Ikea? Ikea always, is, are no. terrible instructions? <laughs> it was from Amazon actually. So it oh. was such a random brand. I really didn't think I was going to find it. And I did. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just, it makes me just wonder because it's taken so many forms in just its first 16 years that like, 
16 years from now, like what, what what's it going to be? Cause I, I yeah. don't see it going away anytime soon. It's become such a staple um, for many, many reasons that just like, what, what's going to be the next thing, you know? Yeah. That uh, is something interesting to think about. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, I, uh, that's just like when Facebook first came out, I had no idea that it eventually would be, there'd be like live streaming on there and there'd be, um so many groups and that like businesses would be on there and it's Mm -hmm. like a marketplace like i think youtube will keep changing and adapting as well um i mean just the fact that like how many businesses now like they have like a facebook page and like a youtube page where they're like this is our company and it's like what what (laughs) yeah uh like it's why uh but they're not (laughs) trying to get a social media following but like they know if someone searches it they want to be like the results yeah i mean i've definitely worked for companies where i've done that and i'm just like yeah you guys should start a youtube channel and i'll manage it and so i've definitely made those like awkward like commercial things for like (laughs) pharmacies and stuff like that so oh so you've done some social media uh, that's right you do social media for work correct yeah i do i do um it's it's really hard i didn't realize how hard it was to like do it for something that you're not necessarily like a professional in like you know like i work in the medical field i'm not like a professional medical anything so um there's like definitely like laws when it comes to posting, like I can't make any claims in any like YouTube video or anything that I post. And it's kind of like a, there's so many rules. I, I like making (laughs) comedy content a lot better. (laughs) I bet. Well, you know, let's be honest. We could talk about YouTube all day. Um, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun being able to just like kind of see, uh, what it's been like for you, both as a creator and as a viewer. Um, uh, would you like to again plug your YouTube channel and you know say where people can find it and like what kind of stuff's on there now? Yes, um, I kind of post whatever I feel like posting whenever I feel like posting it, and you can find me on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I know it's a great tag, right? Uh, you can find me at I think my URL is uh, YouTube.com/slash Makeup by Lolo One, but if you search. Uh, Lolo's World. I think I should come up. I think there's a few other Lolo's World, but uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at the Lolo Res with a Z. Um, and I post all of my videos, everything there, specifically on Instagram more than any other platform. So definitely go find me there. And thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on and uh, we'll, we'll have to have you on again someday. Uh, also, please check out uh, on Entertainment Buffet's YouTube. Uh, you, you just posted a video uh, with us there recently. Do you want to tell people yes. about that? Oh my gosh. That was, I actually, so we were talking this whole time about how I tried to like rope my friends into making videos with me and I got my two <laughs> roommates to do a blind taste test with me. It was, it was very interesting. Um, and yeah, definitely check that out on Entertainment Buffet. 
Yeah, definitely. It was it was fun to watch uh, because I used to see those kind of blind taste tests on like Hell's Kitchen. And so now it's like, man, if I was doing that, I would be so bad. Like I, <laughs> I think I would have terrible uh, blind taste test skills. But um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, coming on and check out uh, Lauren's uh, social medias as she just plugged before, Lolo Res and Lolo's World. Um, as always, you can find me uh, at Brandon Prosec on Twitter and Instagram. And please follow, like, subscribe, share all the things that everyone asks you to do on podcasts for Entertainment Buffet Podcast, as well as just the Entertainment Buffet YouTube channel. Um, we have various uh, creators giving us content like Lauren. Um, some are comedy-based, some are podcasts. Um, we're going to be getting a wide variety of content uh, still going into 2021. So check it out while you can. Uh, we would uh, really appreciate the support. Thanks again for coming on. And uh, yeah, please uh, check her out everywhere you can, guys.